I want to make myself proud in the future. Looking back, I also want to not just like prove myself, but also make family and friends, like even the friend, the, there are people in my life that I hold very close to my heart as family, even if they're not biological, but to make them proud because a lot of people believed in me even when I don't believe in myself. We are back at it again with another episode of the Delaware College Scholars podcast. I am joined with uh, Cindy Lynn, cohort four scholar, current junior at BC. Um, I'm amazed at all the work that you've been doing. I'm definitely um, excited to have this conversation with you. So how are you feeling? I'm feeling good. Thank you. I'm very excited about this opportunity. I still talk about like DCS all the way like through college, even now, like organically in conversation with friends. And because they're always like, oh, yeah, like our college prep program wasn't good or like we didn't have one or we have a lot of my friends at BC are in private schools. So it they had like really good college prep programs that came with it. But I didn't. So like I talk about it all the time. Like I was amazingly like somehow selected to be a part of this program. And my brother was in it, too. So I'm very thankful you to today. Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. Like I'm, I'm happy and you're definitely one of our standout scholars. And, um, and we are just excited for all the amazing work that you continue to do. And so thank you. Thank you. <laughs> thank um, but that's, no, that's a great segue, though, into like sort of what I wanted to start off the conversation with was really about how you found out about Delaware College Scholars being in Milford, Delaware, and sort of what ultimately motivated you to apply. I still can't believe I like even to this day, it was like such a coincidence um, that I found out about this program because like I didn't didn't receive any like information about it. But it was by word of mouth, actually, Jessica, who's a part of, I think, the first cohort or maybe the second one, uh, who also went to Milford High School, uh, was someone I sat with um, on the bus and in the lobby of the high school. Just I like had a lot of upperclassmen friends because I struggled to make like pe- friends with the people in my class. And she was always giving me like advice. And um, one day she just brought it up because I think I was talking about how stressed I was about college. And she was like, you should definitely apply. And she like listed all the stuff that it included, like the fact that you boarded and everything and the food. And then I was like, oh, like how much is it? Because that's like, I had to pay for everything myself. And she was like, it's free. And I was like, this sounds like a scam. (laughs) But she was like, it's not free. And I was like, there's no way, like there has to be something, right? So she was like, no, 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 like it's legit. So she like sends me the website and I went, hmm, like, what? okay, maybe I'll find a way because it sounded too good to be true. Mm-hmm. And um, because at this time, I'm like first generation and I didn't have any knowledge of what college was really like besides being in the academic challenge program where we took UD classes. And I definitely felt like I was behind a lot of the people um, that were our age in terms of college prep and whatnot. And I thought, man, like I really need, like my parents don't know anything about college. They don't even speak English fluently. So um, I had to turn to other sources. Like I was already watching a bunch of YouTube videos and whatnot on it. So I thought this is something that could really help me in preparing for college. Also the 
college application process and all of that and also just like making friends because it said that there were students from all over Delaware and that's what motivated me to apply. Wow so I can just imagine right navigating that process for the first time like was college always on the table for you like it was in the conversation but you just didn't know necessarily how you were going to get there. Yes, yes, it was because it's probably like the pressures of being like from an Asian household, but a lot of, it was already set that I was going to be going, even if it wasn't like the best one or one that was like well-known because it was just expected of me. And I did, I was like um, ranked well in the high school and got good grades. So I was already considered like an academic student. I have cousins that didn't go to college, but they like failed a grade several times or um, school just wasn't something that they were good at or interested in, but I was the opposite. So my parents had always expected me to go to college. Got you. Got you. So maybe walk us through that first summer though, right? Like you were already a bit skeptical about DCF (laughs) and it being free, but you know, you come here, um, maybe apprehensive, maybe like walk us through how you were feeling. Yeah. So uh, it was very, very definitely like strange to be there because I hadn't even like I've never even had stayed at like a friend's house for a sleepover for more than like two days and that was once a year so I was in a very uncomfortable setting because I was staying at this place with no air conditioning um I had roommates for the first time you know it's very similar to like the college dorm experience like you're looking for rooms it's super exciting but also it doesn't feel real like I was like pinch me pinch me and um I my room was at the end of the hall I remember like going there and there were um the like older kids that were helping us like move in giving us instructions and check-ins and I remember like oh it's so hot like it's so big wait like it's right on the second floor like why are there bedrooms or dorms on the second floor right and then I remember going to the end of the hall and I was like oh I have a three-person like it was four beds but only three name tags were on there and it's Diana and one of those person that ended up like dropping out of the program but Um, Diana moved in after I did and I remember getting to meet her family and she's someone I still like am in touch with to this day like texting her and like the other friends so Abby Henry um, was next door with Brenda and they were in a group like a room of four and Brenda's from my high school she's someone I've known since second grade and uh, we didn't apply to the program together but we both found out we were we got in and that we were going so it was super exciting I remember the four of us just got really close. Like Brenda and I had already known each other, but Abby was her, one of her roommates. And then Diana was my roommate. And I remember it was just super exciting because we went next door, introduced ourselves, very college-like experiences, but from a high schooler. And it just felt very surreal. Like I couldn't believe, I was still waiting for a charge even up until the end of the program. <laughs> Cause I was like, the food is so good. And I remember like we had so many fun games and activities that were planned. And they said that we were going to have, I think it was Dave and Buster's mm-hmm. at, at the end mm-hmm. of that trip. Yeah. I remember being like, like, where's the charge? Because nothing yeah. comes free in this world, you know, oh, capitalism. So uh, <laughs> like, that's a separate conversation. I, yeah, I, I learned um, from a lot of like YouTube videos that like college was expensive and is a privilege and 
that like if you didn't have financial aid, those like X amount of dollars, like BC's 80,000 like cost of attendance every year. Yeah. And there are people that are fully paying full price, like the majority of BC is. And it's so hard to fathom because like I can't, I can't imagine 80 grand in front of me. So I just remember like waiting for the other shoe to drop for a very long time, like even throughout the whole program. But the first day was super exciting. Like, I still remember, like, the moment I walked into that room and saw it. I know which room it is, like, to this day. Um, and I'm so grateful for my friends. Like, we have our group chat. I met up with Diana this past summer, even with COVID. Like, she came over because I was interning up in um, Newark, Wilmington area, and she lives up there. So, it's, I don't know. I was just texting Brenda earlier today, actually. <laughs> we were talking wow, about our winter breaks. Wow. She got a cat. Oh, yeah. Wow. <laughs> Wow, no, that's amazing, man. Like, and I just, I think it's a testament to, to you really being open to the experience yes. too, right? Like you could have come in and I know you had your reservations, but um, <laughs> to end it with lifelong friends, like, yes. I think that's something that I want our listeners to really, uh, to grasp from the experience that you had. One thing that's ironic to me is that <laughs> you were apprehensive about leaving home to go to St. Andrews, right? For yes. DCS. And then you decided to leave Delaware and go to uh, BC, you know, a couple of <laughs> years later. Yes. So obviously, yes. right, something clicked and you became more yes. comfortable. Yes. Can you, was it just through DCS? Was it you finding yourself? Like what? That's why? So, I guess I'm asking I, like, why, why did you leave? Yeah, that's a really what good change question. Too? Because a lot of my college friends ask about what was the norm at the high school and at Milford or in Delaware, usually people go to UD or they, if they wander out, they go to Salisbury or University of Maryland College Park, right? Uh, or any of the community colleges like that are all really good because I took classes there. And that was definitely something that was probably like in the comfort zone of like most people because Milford's a small town and everyone pretty much knows each other, but I actually knew pretty early on, even before, like before DCS, that I wanted to leave for college, even if it meant like the near nearby state of Pennsylvania or something. But I just knew that I wanted some distance because I wanted to be more independent. Also had some stuff going on in the family that I wanted to give space between. Uh, and DCS was definitely like very uncomfortable I would say like I grew up with a lot of rules in the house where like we couldn't do sleepovers for example for more than two days a year and that was for like a holiday with my best friend of like six years and basically it was a lot of freedom that I wasn't used to because I was away for so long and it was a legitimate excuse we were like taking classes and like doing all these educational stuff right and I remember like it really being uncomfortable, but then it got comfortable because of like the friends and the experience. And it just became something that I like really liked. It was a thrill and I don't like roller coasters. So this is because I get motion sickness. So it was like something that I could get accustomed to. And after I moved out of my household in senior year of high school. And I remember that also being a very uncomfortable experience, but with DCS, and then with like moving out um, with my godparents, it was definitely, it was like, I realized that change is hard, but good. And as a result, I've only grown as a person. I've made friends um, that I learned a lot as a person. And 
that definitely, and that was around the time I chose BC actually, um, because I moved out at the end of January and then I picked BC when I heard back in like March. So I definitely know, like knew early on that I'm independent, that I uh, wanted to like make change in my life in a good way. And also like Dr. Lean, Tony talked a lot about BC, like all good things. And he was like, this school checks everything off your list, except for the religious component. I feel like you're not giving it as much like credit as you should be. And I remember touring it and really liking it. And as a result of that, like I wasn't really scared of going several states up. Yeah, it's really far, but I really, I'm very glad I did. Yeah, yeah. No, it just I mean, sense. and it, yeah, no, I think it's, I mean, would you agree that it stretched you in a lot of ways, yes. right? Just being, being far away from home the same yes. way that when you went to DCS, yes. provided that same sort of, um, that same challenge, but you know, you persevered. What has been one highlight from your experience at Boston College? Only one. <laughs> I mean, all right, well, like, I mean, we don't got, we don't got 45 minutes to dive okay, into your whole- That's true, that's true. Uh, um, that's really hard. I'd say academics are like, because I've talked about friends a lot from DCS already. Obviously I love my friends and the people at BC that I've met and also like in the nearby like city of Boston. But I would definitely say the academics, like I'm very grateful to be receiving like top tier education. Um, like the fact that people are paying 80 grand a year to get this education, like the Carroll School of Management. I am so always like at awe of how good the professors are and like how accomplished they are. Like this past semester for intermediate accounting for finance and consulting, I had this professor, Mary Ellen Carter, and she taught at MIT UPenn, uh, like she, like UPenn Wharton School. And like so many, like right before she came to Boston, like she moved with her husband. And I remember thinking, and she was so good. Like I, remember learning a lot from that class in terms of like accounting knowledge financial statements and it was probably one of my best classes even though it was 9 a.m on Tuesday Thursday and I was wide awake for it because I was just so engaged by this professor and I remember constantly thinking like how do we deserve you like as students like why us you know because you could be teaching like Wharton students Mm -hmm. and um I just I'm like so grateful for the opportunities that come with like the school and like we get free merch and um, for like Carroll school and it's just like people respect it. Like I remember networking and because there are other BC grads and usually like other finance majors from the Carroll school of management, like it's very tight knit, like BC is the perfect size to where they like remember and they're like, Oh, like who'd you have for this class and all this stuff. Cause we have the CSOM core and I remember it's such like a good bonding experience and it also opens the door to like so many opportunities like which is where I'm going to be interning at UBS they have a great BC alumni team and like I visited took pictures yesterday night when they were walking to dinner and I saw the UBS building but um, I'm so grateful like I don't know how I could have done it you know yeah yeah and I think to be able to have that mindset really just appreciating the experience. I think a lot of times people will do that retroactively, right? After they've gone through and they'll be like, oh man, like I was really fortunate. But for you to realize this while you are going through it, I think 
uh, kudos to you, right? And I think you you will make more of the of the experience because you see how valuable it is. Um, great, you're a great guest because you helped me just transition to my points um, effortlessly. So the next <laughs> thing I want to talk about was your internship at uh, at UBS, and you know you're going to be an investment banking analyst, right? Yes, is that correct. Yes. Yeah, look, that's that's amazing. So we just need to stop and just give you applause right there. But what are you looking forward to most about about this summer? Oh, uh, I well, I'm still like in shock about the fact that I'm going to be working there because the recruitment process was so difficult. And UBS and UB, would be my first and sorry, choice. Let's, and let's just pause. UBS, just I mean, and I don't want to. I'll let you do it justice, but I just need everybody else to know how prestigious that is. I mean, UBS is one of the top private, like global yeah. market firms, right? Or private yes. firms in the world, right? It's yes. Swedish, I think. Yes, it's a Swiss bank. Yes. Yeah, so, yeah. So like that's, that's big time. That's big time. Yes. Anyways, continue. <laughs> so I fell in love with UBS when back in February or like winter break this time around this time of last year. And I remember like starting the recruitment process, I kind of decided very late that I wanted to go into finance compared, like there are some people that seem to be born for like private equity or like hedge funds or investment banking at BC. Like they're like, I know, like they come in freshman year, they're like, I'm going to be doing this. And I decided quite late because it was midway through sophomore year that I wanted to do this. And it was because I discovered I was like law school consulting. I wasn't sure what I was interested in. And a mentor actually guided me into like, oh, like look into investment banking. Like you seem to be a workaholic anyway. So why not look at that field? So I somehow was on like Eagle. It's like Eagle app. No, like Eagle something where like it's a networking connection thing for like a LinkedIn basically, but specifically for BC alum. And it was one girl um, that like fit all the filters I put on. I was very picky um, and very unrealistic. It was Montserrat Solo Income female first generation um and so like all of those standards who worked at a bank and it was UBS and it's Nikki Bucci who I still like talk to to this day and uh she and I had an hour-long conversation it was only supposed to be like 20 minutes and it was like an hour or something um the day I was supposed to leave for Boston and I remember it being like a very authentic like genuine it set the bar like very high for a coffee chat but a very genuine authentic conversation about like her experiences with like imposter syndrome and um basically like not knowing where if you were meant to be in that position whatnot and like her working at UBS she's stayed there she's in the healthcare group and basically like it was a very natural flow of I talked to her and then I started reaching out to other BC alum because she gave me the team sheet and like before I know it, I had like spoken to most of the like team sheet, but it was just like very natural connections because, and I liked so many of the people, like I met so many people and I liked so many of them, even if they were someone that came from a lot of privilege or something. And I thought it would be hard to relate because I came from like the opposite spectrum, but they're just like such good down to earth people that like, I would like to be friends with, let alone like work with as well. And I remember just knowing that it felt right. Like, I don't, it's super weird to explain. Like, it's kind of like the college process. And because there's so many firms, right? Like I applied to Goldman, um, like JP Morgan, Morgan Stanley, like Bank of America. 
and I was hearing back from the other firms too and I was just like no like I'm most excited for like EVS in like my email folder like I don't know why I'm just like refreshing constantly right and UVS actually had a later timeline than a lot of the other firms and I was like oh like I just I just know and like um just I think one big thing I heard from um, BC alum and also from my professors that like advise on college careers and afterwards is it depends on like who cares about you as more than just someone that could potentially work there as in well do they respond to your emails if you reach out because there are some firms where I email three times because that's like like following up throughout duration of like two months right and they never get back to you and it just happened to be a pattern at that firm, but they would respond to other people. So it's usually like a sign. Um, and also like how attentive are they during conversation? Do they actually care about you? Do they ask questions? Like you can tell a lot with their attitude to the call. Like, are they genuinely listening or do they seem interested? Like, do they seem like good people? Um, other firms, there are some people that like only talk about the work and seem to say the same things and you feel like it's very like repetitive and you're like oh I feel like I just talked to this person already but you <laughs> but didn't different firms huh? yeah so it um it actually like there's a lot of signs that go into it of do they respond to you like how fast um and are they just like oh good luck like do you know like do they actually like follow up and care and UBS just like constantly show that and it is their culture. So it makes sense. That's yeah. that's amazing. I think you're hitting on a really important point. I think people need to uh, be aware of that. You're not just choosing a job to go. I and mean, we spend most of our waking hours at yes. our job, right? Yes. And so you should probably love the culture that yes. you are being a part, that you're going to be a part of. And yes. um and a lot of people say it that like our people are are our capital, yes. but there are few work environments that actually live it out. And it yes. sounds like the way that you that you're describing it that UVS is one of those places. Yes. Um, so I think you have all right to be excited about yes. this opportunity because they care about you beyond the work that you're gonna do. Um, but they care about you as a person too. And you're not yes. even a full-time employee yet. Um, yeah. Um, yeah, that's amazing. I know. That's amazing. Yeah. Um, one final question that I had um, before we sort of moved to our ring the bell segment was you now have a younger brother who is a part of DCS, yes. um, which ironically, it's just funny that like I also <laughs> had him on my case load, but that's just funny. Um, <laughs> but how important was it for you, especially going through this process for the first time yourself, right, to, to pave the way, to set a good example um, to mm -hmm. make sure that he had guidance as well. Yeah, uh, I definitely, as like the older sister, I had that like expectation of being someone to like guide him for, I would say like for as long as I can remember, even before DCS, uh, I remember being the person that like pushed him to apply because he was like, oh, my sister was a part of it. Like, I don't know. And I remember like constantly like, but look at the like list of things that they offer, blah, blah, blah. Like I was like, objectively, even if I was a part of the program, like you should still be, because I think he is this person like wants to pave a new road for himself, if that makes sense. So like he didn't like, I, I feel bad because like at high school, um, a lot of the teachers be like, oh, like you're Cindy Lynn's brother. 
and he had that expectation already set quite high for him even in the classes he were he was in and also he did the same academic challenge program that I did as well so it became a lot of oh like I don't want to follow my sister's footsteps if that made sense like um, I'm constantly compared to her so and we have very different personalities I'm more loud than he is so he's a little more reserved and I remember like getting him to apply and um, just he wants to do finance as well like now but always wanting to like set like be a role model like I tend to want to be a role model for younger kids and whatnot like for tutoring and like all this different stuff as well for mentorship because at BC I'm involved in uh, a lot of mentorship programs but I wanted to set a good example but at the same time I didn't want to put pressure on to be just like me um you don't I was like you don't have to get the same grades as I do or um study and take the same classes or go to the same college to be a good person or a good student like that's not what defines you and I remember telling him like you can do what you want and like pursue the path that you're interested in but like I'm always here as guidance and as a person to give advice because I always said I wish I had someone like that and I told him all this and at first like he didn't utilize a lot of these resources which is like totally fine like he wanted to find his own way and he had like you and other people at DCS once he got into the program um, but ever since like a little bit of processing time he's actually utilized me a lot um, like I would say I probably call him like every other day at least at BC where he texts me and uh, I don't even talk to some of my best friends that much but he'd be like oh I need help making my LinkedIn page or, oh, how do you do a cover letter? Or do you know how to do a DCF, which is a discount flow model? Uh, D, yeah, discount. Yeah. Anyway, so it's for finance. I'm like, wait, am I saying that right? Or if you're like, what are the different like business method valuations or all this stuff? Like random questions throughout the day or he called me and said, uh, I need help on this like stats assignment. <laughs> so it's, it's really funny, but he's actually... And I, I like helping him because it's always stuff like I didn't have someone I can randomly like hit up for all this stuff without feeling bad, you know, because it's yeah. like, oh, I'm using them. But he'd ask, like, what is finance like? What is banking like? Um, what are the different careers in it? And all this stuff, like mm-hmm. as a mentor yeah. and both as a sister, too, because I can be real with him about mm-hmm. all this stuff. And I definitely say he's a lot more like informed about the path that he's on because and more aware of like the opportunities he's he has and whatnot and or he'll even call me to like rant about the professor (laughs) so I I'm extremely grateful because I'm very close to him you know it's just nostalgic just listening to you describe your relationship to him and even though you didn't have someone that you could bounce those ideas you still are being what you wish somebody else would have been for you, you know, and I think that's really just important and speaks to your character, right, too. Um, So, like, wait, are you like, you like get so uncomfortable when I give you compliments? Look, all right, Jesus. Um, But nah, um, but nah, I really do appreciate you sharing that. Um, And shout out to Kevin. uh, I know. I'm going to send him this. Yes, exactly. Make him listen to it. Um, I just saw him yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. But look, we're at our, our ring the bell segment. So it's the last two questions we give to every podcast uh, guest speaker we have. Um, so what's one piece of advice you would give your 16 year old self? Okay. So I would say definitely 
I took college, not college, high school very seriously, way more seriously than I should have. Um, His grades don't matter that much. But I would say, like, relax, breathe, know that, like, everything happens for a reason and that there's only so much you can do within your control. Uh, But to enjoy life, like, actually do stuff for fun, not just because you're preparing for college. And actually like enjoy high school because college is a lot harder. What's your why? I want to make myself proud in the future. Looking back, I also want to not just like prove myself, but also make family and friends, like even the friend that there are people in my life that I hold very close to my heart as family, even if they're not biological, but to make them proud, because a lot of people believed in me, even when I don't believe in myself. And that includes people from DCS too, <laughs> um, that is very, like, I genuinely find it hard to have faith in myself sometimes. And other people like John Mahoney from Boston College um, always are like, no, like you can do it. Why do you not believe in yourself? But they believe in me more than, like to, enough to make up for it, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And like with the UBS internship, I just am very thankful and want to show other people that I'm grateful and pay it back, whether it's through like mentorship or through like charity in the future or like volunteering. I love volunteering, but to make myself and those around me proud.